More from the Media First blog. Should brands avoid getting involved in issues and take a stand? It is a question increasingly being asked amid accusations of posturing for profit and virtue signalling. And a recent story that has received plenty of attention has brought it to the forefront again. While much of Europe has been affected by soaring temperatures and wildfires led to holidaymakers being evacuated in some countries, the banking affairs of a former MEP have gripped UK headlines. Coots's decision to close Nigel Farage's bank account has placed it in crisis media management mode, something we know all too well about here at Media First, as we deliver courses on it. And it triggered a new debate around woke brands. When the story first broke, it was reported Nigel Farage no longer met the wealth threshold for the exclusive bank and that he was subsequently offered an account at NatWest, which owns Coots, instead. But the story took another twist when he used a subject access request to find that the 331-year-old bank had compiled a 40-page dossier about him and his views. The document compiled by its Wealth and Reputational Risk Committee, accused him of being what they described as a disingenuous grifter and claimed that he promoted what they call xenophobic, chauvinistic and racist views. This is some irony in the fact that those in charge of accessing reputational risk have ultimately caused a reputational risk. After interventions from the Prime Minister and other senior politicians, Coots apologised and Dame Alison Rose, the NatWest boss, wrote to Nigel Farage saying Coots's policy was not to close an account because of someone's, quotes, legally held political and personal views, unquote. But the story rumbled on. And Dame Alison quit after admitting that she'd been the source of the initial inaccurate story about Mr Farage's finances, something she described as a serious error of judgment. Her resignation was quickly followed by that of Peter Flavel, the CEO of Coots. The affair has been described as a monumental PR disaster, and it would be hard to argue against that assessment. There are plenty of crisis communication lessons to learn around speed of response. The narrative was controlled by Mr Farage from the start and with days passing before the bank responded. It is also a reminder that honesty is a much better policy than attempted cover-ups. If what you said in the initial stages of a crisis turns out to be incorrect, it will only intensify and be prolonged. And the same can be said for the continual drip feed of bad news. The details of Dame Allison being the source of the initial story emerged a long time after the crisis started. It also emphasises the importance of comms people having a seat at the top table. Someone from a comms background would surely have identified that Mr Farage is skilled at gaining publicity. We've all been told that leave means leave, but Nigel Farage was never going to exit quietly and it was predictable that he would use every possible trick, including subject access requests, to make his case. Quite how the bank rebuilds its reputation now is a tricky question. How many of its exclusive customers are now wondering if its risk assessors have compiled similar dossiers about their views? But there is another part to this crisis. 
The story has placed Coots at the centre of the debate around culture wars and what's been described as wokeism. As unlikely as it may have seemed a few weeks ago, the bank of choice of the royal family is now facing the same criticism as Bud Light, Disney and Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Here's what Piers Morgan, a Coots customer, said on his talk TV programme about, quote, woke companies pushing an agenda. At some unidentified point in recent history, companies lost interest in simply selling things and decided it was their duty to change the way that you and I think. Someone somewhere said corporate board members of the world unite. And suddenly the people who sell you fizzy drinks and credit cards were also telling you that Black Lives Matter, that Pride Month is more important than Christmas, you're personally to blame for climate change because of your filthy carbon footprint, and so on and so on. This woke stuff is insane. And everyone's getting sick and tired of it. Not least sick and tired of woke companies telling us every day that we're evil until we can prove otherwise. I just want to buy an ice cream. I love ice cream without dismantling the patriarchy, whatever that is. Bud Light was featured in one of our crisis communication blogs earlier this year as the backlash grew over its decision to work with trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney on a series of social media posts. That partnership has seen the beer's maker lose $27 billion in market value. DIY brand Wix made the headlines after its chief operating officer said shoppers with trans critical views were, in their view, bigots and were not welcome in the company's stores. The Walt Disney Company is reportedly looking at a £900 million loss following a series of, quote, woke flops at the box office and its diverse Snow White remake has been the centre of much debate. You may remember that Unilever was criticised last year for the focus some of its brands place on sustainability issues. Terry Smith, the founder of Fundsmith Equity Fund, called the policy, in his view, ludicrous and singled out Ben & Jerry's ice cream and Hellman's mayonnaise as examples of flaws he feels exist in the approach. He said, a company which feels it has to define the purpose of Hellman's mayonnaise has, in our view, clearly lost the plot, he said. The Mail on Sunday, which appears to be leading the, quote, war on woke, ran a woke list 2023 this weekend, which included people business, banking, law, the civil service and even the church. So is it go woke, go broke or go woke or go broke? a new app may shine more light on that question. Veebs, V-E-E-B-S, allows shoppers in America to access the views of a company before they buy its products. Scan the barcode and the app tells you whether the company behind the product have waded into controversial issues. It is designed to help shoppers know what values a brand promotes or supports before buying a product but it has been seized upon by conservatives as a way of avoiding woke companies. Veeb's CEO, Chris Rhodes, has said, yes, we've seen the app called the Anti-Woke app, but it is true that it is actually set up to help empower left-leaning customers as well. So should brands avoid getting involved in issues and taking a stand? Do we need them to become our moral guardians? Is it just a trendy bandwagon? The short answer is they should continue to highlight relevant causes. Despite the noise surrounding the debate, evidence suggests people want brands to have societal involvement. 
The 2023 Edelman Trust Barometer, which revealed which businesses are regarded as considerably more competent and ethical than government, shows 63% of respondents buy or advocate brands based on their beliefs and values. It also reveals people want more societal engagement from businesses on issues like climate change and economic inequality. And they want CEOs to take a public stand on these topics, and they also want the public to take a stand on discrimination, immigration and treatment of employees. Richard Edelman, CEO of Edelman, said the increased perception of businesses as ethical brings with it higher than ever expectations of CEOs to be a leading voice on societal issues. By a six to one margin on average, respondents want more societal involvement by businesses on issues such as climate change, inequality and workforce reskilling. But he went on to say that businesses must tread carefully. More than half, 52% of our respondents, do not believe businesses can avoid being politicised when it addresses contentious societal issues. And that's the issue. Taking a stand comes with risks in a polarised world. So taking a position on issues impacting society should be part of both proactive PR campaigns and crisis communication campaigns. Ensure you know what to do if you are faced with a backlash because you can't please all the people all the time. The advice we offer during our crisis communications is that if your brand wants to use its profile to raise awareness of subjects it believes are important, it needs to first consider the audience. You must know your audience or the audience you want to appeal to. What do they care about? How do they care? Do they want you to care too? Is it the right issue for that audience? Could it appeal to some of the audience but alienate others? The approach taken by Coots may appeal to younger super-rich, but it appears to have alienated older customers. Next, stick to it. If you want to take a stand on an issue, stick with it. Don't flip-flop between different views as soon as there is criticism. Bud Light did this and ended up upsetting just about everyone. Also, think about hypocrisy. Is there anything about your business that suggests the stand you are making is hypocritical? If Coots had an issue with the views of Mr. Farage, does it have other high-profile customers with opinions others may find offensive? Considering it once offered offshore services to a member of the Brunei royal family accused of stealing billions from his own country, it seems plausible. Even General Pinochet was deemed to be worthy of its service. What you say must be matched by what you do. Next is to plan. It seems inevitable there will be fallout at some stage. Preparing for the backlash as part of your crisis communication planning could be the difference between emerging unscathed or looking for a new boss to pick up the pieces of your reputation. So, can Cooch rebuild its reputation? Now, it's hard to answer at this stage. The story seems to have some legs and Mr Farage appears to want more scalps. What it does show is just how fragile reputations are. Coots was founded in 1692. The Duke of Wellington and Charles Dickens are among its former customers. Yet, in just a few weeks, that reputation has been reduced to tatters by the approach taken to one customer and how it handled the fallout. And all at a time when a case can be made for there being much bigger stories around. (laughs) 
Read and hear more from our blog at mediafirst.co.uk. Media First, specialists in communication training.